Hi, uh, welcome to Gaming for Geezers. I'm Nelson. I'm Mr. Krusty. And this is our review of StarCraft II. StarCraft II. But before we get into that, uh, Mr. Krusty, uh, what have you been playing lately? Well, <clears throat> you know, what's interesting is that, you know, I, I usually go back to old standards when there's a little bit of a gap. Um, I've been a little bit disappointed in what's been coming out on PC. And then all of a sudden, this game shows up, <laughs> and uh, it, you know StarCraft II, and um, and it kind of has re-leveled the playing field for in many ways. Um, you know, I still believe our Battlefield uh, 2142 is is the uh, the the upper echelon of games, but in terms of real-time strategy, I'm I'm really grooving on this, and um, you'll get a lot more about it um, obviously in this review. But um, I really haven't been playing much else. And uh, in fact, that's part of the reason why I haven't been, we haven't done many podcasts because there's not much out there to review compared to uh, to what uh, we've been focused on this. So I'm excited about today, and uh, that's what's been going on for me. I've been playing this a lot, um, quite a bit, and I, I like it for reasons we'll talk about later. Um, before I picked this up, I was still playing champions online but once i started getting into this i haven't touched champions right i also right. just picked up um uh, dragon age origins for, which is a bioware um uh kind of uh, role-playing game it's supposed to be very very good um but i will tell our our three or four listeners that uh, <laughs> uh I started it and I thought, you know, this is a this is a genre and a game mode that I've enjoyed over time. I'm a big fan of Oblivion and all those really old Dungeons and Dragons, uh, TSR, you know, inspired games. But I, I just yeah. had, I, I, I've come back to StarCraft because uh, StarCraft is that good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm excited about what's coming out. Also, um, you know, October is a is a good month for games, I guess, because um, uh, Fallout. Uh, three Las Vegas is coming out, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Fallout three, yeah. And um, uh, you know that's uh, that's on our radar. And so uh, you know we have uh, some other things. Black Ops is coming out, um, which um, I'm hoping um, has uh, more legs and has some better things than than what Modern Warfare was. Um, yeah, because we we panned Modern Warfare. Oh, blows quite hard. It um, sucks. Totally sucks. Uh, so. It, but it looks like there might be a new publisher for this. And there, so there might be hope, you know, yeah. on the horizon. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, so let's let's get back to StarCraft II. Well, let's talk about our criteria first. Oh, yeah, first. So, you know, um, we spent a lot of time and a lot of research with some beers um, talking about, um, you know, what makes a really good game. And so... Uh, what you'll see in our podcast is us coming back to the same sort of criteria that allows us to review these games um, in a way that um, a, I think makes sense, but uh, but focuses on you know why you should buy the game. You know, you like many of us have one. You know, it's a binary choice here. We you, you either buy it or you don't, and it either is playable um, or it's not over time. So you know, we've tried to come up with a methodology that makes sense for that. And either a game sucks or it doesn't, and um, and th th that's there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes into that, but it, we can really narrow it down to just a few uh, few key criteria. So the first one is is you know, is it a, a really good online game experience? 
And whether it's single uh, player or multiplayer, you know, um, what we're really focused on is, you know, does the gaming experience provide a, a, a compelling sort of continuation of a, a narrative? Um, does the game grow? Do you are you able to grow within the game? And the, the key is, is and this leads to our second criteria, can you actually succeed in the game by either teamwork and or smarts? That's the second criteria. And right, right. the third, third criteria that kind of plays into all this is that, is the single player experience complementary to the multiplayer? So those are kind of, you know, those are all intertwined. Um, but right. we, we've identified those as separate criteria. The other, the other thing that we like to do is we like to blow things up. <laughs> yes, we like to shoot things. So we like shooting things, and or you know mauling or destroying or whatever it is. And um, you know a good game you know has a certain amount of uh, you know that fantastic quality, and we think that that's important. Um, but again, time and time, you know we we come back to um, can something be played over and over and over. Right. You know, does it have replayability? Whether it's again single player or not, um, can you keep coming back to it? Right. And that's critical. And then you know the other criteria, which is specific to us, is you know can it be played by someone who has other obligations? In other words, you know, is it so uh, is it open enough for us to you know put it down? Uh, you know, play it for 20 minutes, play it for an hour, play it for three days. You know, whenever whenever we're able to, because our life um, obligations are such that we actually you know have to get shit done. We have so, lives. We have, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're I keep on listing us as an explicit uh, podcast, and so we we do need to swear a few times. A couple of times. Yeah. Well, you know, I do what I can. Yeah. Um, but Fuck. you know, so basically, we're regardless Fuck. of the excuse style. Me, excuse me one second. Fuck knuckles. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good, good job. Um, so, you know, regardless of the style of game, whether it's in a, you know, a real-time strategy game or a single-person shooter um, or first-person shooter or, or, you know, a team game of any kind, you know, these, these criteria basically can kind can, of can look at the, the, the scope of all games out there, and, and we think that, that, that it works pretty well. So you'll hear in our review here of uh, StarCraft these themes. Um, does it allow for these kinds of things? And if it does, then it might be a good game. So, let's let's get to the the current game. So, so what's your well, opinion? <clears throat> well, we we need to tie up our criteria and and just remind our listeners of, of the inspiration. And that was uh, Battlefield twenty one forty two. That's right. Um, <clears throat> so just real quickly, uh, a very complimentary single player experience. There's actually no. It's pretty seamless. The online and multiplayer. Uh, versus the single-player experience in Battlefield 2142, which is a first-person shooter you're around in a tank or a sniper or a medic. It's kind of an archetypical uh, first-person shooter today. Right. And uh, you can play it by yourself. You can play it online. The only difference is the opponents online are a lot smarter than the computers. Um, you can go back over and over. Uh, they don't spend a lot of time on cutscenes. They don't waste our time telling a, a crappy story. Uh, and you can play it for 10, 10, 20 minutes and and leave the game. Or you play it for five minutes if your phone rings, you can just leave the game without really any significant impact on everybody else who's playing. You get to shoot things. Uh, it, you you are you can be very good if you are working in a team versus just hitting their buttons faster. Blah blah blah. And you know the the, the longer time goes on, and we haven't played this game very often, uh, which is ironic. It just it gets higher and higher 
elevated status in my mind, Mr. Cresty. <laughs> and I, I, I know I've talked about the good things that this game has done for the planet, but I just got a report <laughs> from Southern Iowa that they have actually planted uh, the DVD of Battlefield 2142. I don't know if they actually paid for the retail prices, but they've, or they've actually copied and put on a DVD and planted them in, in these fields. And little baby bunnies started popping up all over, uh, oh. just, just spontaneously. It was, it, I mean, it's not even asexual repro reproduction. Battlefield 2442 just spontaneously created these cute little bunnies, which were then uh, shipped all over the world uh, to little kids who have cancer. That's right. So, see, Let me, what a game. Yeah. I mean, you can't beat that. All right. StarCraft. Right. Uh, walk us through the, the big picture overview. Well, first of all, does it suck or does it not suck? It does not suck. It does not suck. Go buy this game. Absolutely buy this game whenever you can, as fast as you can. You might want to wait a few more weeks so the price comes down, because it's still dreadfully expensive. But, well, yeah, but, but... Go buy this game. Well, and, and that's actually part of this conversation, I think. And that is is that one of the reasons that I play video games, okay, is, is bang for the buck, okay? Mm -hmm. When I pay, even if I pay 60 bucks for a game, okay, if you divide the number of hours of enjoyment that you have in that game, right, mm -hmm. uh, to the, the retail price or whatever you pay, right... It's a pretty good equation. Like, you know, a movie is maybe two hours and it's, you know, 1050. You know, well, where are you okay? going to movies? I mean, right. well, I mean, you know, or, or, or whatever, uh, you know, matinee or whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, you look at the bang for the buck, and I'm going to tell you, this is an amazing entertainment experience. And for, on, on so many different levels, and we're going to talk about that, um, <clears throat> the pure production value of this game. It's so high that I actually, you know, in the cutscenes, I actually watched every single cutscene, and uh -huh. because it, they all had critical, critical aspects um, and and critical information that allowed you to play better or focus in on a strategy in the game itself. And so, um, you know, and this is unusual. Usually, the cutscenes are trying to just tell you how to get from point A to point B, but they don't tell you how to what to do at point B. And this is this is actually really really important. Um, the, the the graphics I think were as good or better than Final Fantasy, which is a you know multi million dollar um, you know movie. Um, but here this these are just little cutscenes in the middle of a game. Yeah. And I was like, wow, you know, and and the actors are fantastic. The, the all the people were very um, believable. Uh, the characters made sense. And there was a lot that um, that we could actually learn from, you know, as, you know, if you're a creative person out there, it's an inspiring piece of work. Um, it really is. And it's not, again, you know, this is outside of it being a game or outside of it, you know, being a, a good thing or a bad thing, uh, you know, whether you like these kinds of types or types of things. It, it's really about the quality of the experience. Now, so that, that's, that, that, that's that part. Second part is that not only did they figure out how to have beautiful production value, they figured out how to teach people to play this game. Yeah. The internal structure of the game is brilliant, okay? You have the single-player experience that teaches you how to be really good at this game. But then within that, you also have tutorials that allow you to basically learn how to play 
all the other races, the other two other races that are actually in the game itself. So you have, you know, a series of tests and challenges that uh, get, you know, more and more difficult before you can take on, before you choose to take on these other races. Now, let's, it's, let's just talk about the race that you start playing, which is uh, uh, in the single uh, person campaign, um, where you have all this production value and the storyline gets created. Um, you know, you're basically a space marine and you're out there uh, trying to, um, you know, protect the universe. Um, you know, there's from the uh, Zerg, from the Zerg, but also, um, yeah, but, and from the Protoss and, and these are, uh, elf like creatures that have magical, uh, characteristics and qualities. Um, you know, the Zerg are these voracious, rapacious, uh, monsters that basically, you know, reproduce at massive rates. Yes. And uh, take over worlds. So, you know, we know these, this storyline, obviously. Uh, StarCraft One came out a long time ago. You have other storylines, which we'll get into later, that, that, you know, they take from to make this um, a known story, but with different, with compelling characters. And so that, that's actually very, very important. Um, the, the other aspect of this is that once you get through the single uh, campaign, um, single person campaign and and then you go into you know the tutorials then you have this other world and that other world is the multiplayer uh, the multiplayer kicks serious serious ass really i mean on, i mean i'm talking this is at the level of chess okay where you can play you know and and, and they did a, done a brilliant thing with this game where they've actually created a ladder system basically so that people of various skill sets can play this game because you can be a schlub like me who <laughs> you know can you know, doesn't play all that often um, but then you're paired with people who have the same kind of experience that you do and over time based on your score and your capacity to, to generate basically points as well as wins um, you actually go to higher and higher levels of difficulty within the multi uh, multiplayer uh, ladder system now I don't know about any other game out there that is so deep that the single player I've say, I've played the personally I played the the single uh, player campaign three times. Really? All the way through. Yeah. No, it's brilliant. Fucking great. And and the problem, you know, that I'm seeing now is like, god, I want to play it again. Because you know, the first time I played it on like, you know, on like beginner level, you know, schlub. Right. <laughs> and and you know, I got through it and I was like, wow, you know, that was great. Within the structure of the game, which is critical to an online um, sort of a sorry a single person or single player experience, the your choices that you make in the game change the outcome and change how you play. That is absolutely critical. You have three or four decision points that that change basically what your experience is, who the players are, what the narratives are, and but they're all equally good, and and that is amazing. Um, you know, and I want to play it again I, because I, every time I ratchet it up in terms of skill level, every time I ratchet it up and make, you know, a few different, different decisions, and then I have to adjust how I'm playing, what the strategy is. And these are all really good things. So you can tell I'm pretty excited about this game. So, so let's kind of hear where you are on this. On the, on the single player, I, I really enjoyed it. I only played it once, though, okay. um, because I wanted to get into the multiplayer. <laughs> Um, because I had, I had kind of poked around in it before I started into the single player. And uh, 
once I was done with the single player and, and enjoyed all the, the story and, and the successive, you know, the new experience you got at every level, uh, I was like, okay, uh, I got this. I'm, I'm ready to test out the multiplayer. Um, let's talk about the multiplayer. You ready to talk about that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, so the multiplayer experience is very, very rich, uh, and it has many different levels. And, you know, we could talk about all the things you could do in this game for like three hours, but so I'll just tell you about my experience and the listeners can, can draw from that. Um, you can play one-on-one -on -one or two-on-two -two or three-on-three -three online with other humans. You can play um, cooperatively, which is what I do 99% of the time, where you team up with one or two or three other other guys and you play at whatever level you want you can pick which race you want uh, you don't get a choice of your map because the maps are you know they're kind of set pieces and you can have a different experience every time depending on the race you pick depending on whether you communicate with your other teammates I mean the possibilities are infinite um, but the what I think is going on out there in StarCraft is this little subculture is developing very fast uh, with um, almost almost just obsessive uh, StarCraft fans. Because if you go online, you can find YouTube videos uh, that people have spent a lot of time working on where they, they, they capture a game and they put it online and then they analyze it. Um, I mean, there are people who are so advanced at the multiplayer game that it's not even funny. It's it would be like you and I playing Boris Spassky uh, chess. You know, if you say the word Sicilian defense, I know what you're talking about, but I've forgotten how to do it. Uh, and it's just there's no point in me playing Boris. Uh, and 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 for the same reason, you know, there there are so many good players out there that. Um, Starcraft did a brilliant thing, which you know they've matched up skill levels, yeah. um, and I think they do that with just your your achievements. That's yeah. o that's the only way you've done it. I've actually not played a lot of the head-to-head -head human against human being online because I'm, I'm I'm afraid to get sucked into that world. Um, <laughs> I'm afraid that I would, you know, I'm a little little bit Type A, and so I I I probably couldn't stand getting my butt kicked. Uh, all the time, and would spend a lot of time researching how to play better. Uh, you know, strategies, different openings, different setups. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's really hard to talk about this part of the game because there's just so much to talk about. But anyway, I play the co-op a lot. I really enjoy it because I can I can bump in, turn the game on, play one game, leave. Right. Um, right. So th those are the, your different options with multiplayer. Okay. Um, why don't you, we, we haven't really talked about the different differences in the races. So, yeah, so let, let's, well, uh, hold on. Let's also, uh, round this out a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about the storyline just so, so people can follow if they haven't oh, played yeah. the game. And then let's talk about kind of, you know, this is a sequel, which is kind of interesting. It's Starcraft two. And so there's a, a little bit of a conversation we need to have about that. Um, so let's, let's first let's just start with the storyline in basics. Okay. Um, you know, in the, in the, uh, uh, the first person, uh, single, single player, uh, game, um, you know, you, you play the role of James Rayner, 
Now, not exclusively. You actually um, go into sort of a dream state and you play um, you know, a variety of different people, um, uh, a Protoss uh, protagonist. And then you know, there are other times where you take on the role of uh, a medical person. Um, yeah, it, you know, it, it plays around, so, so there's, some, there's some give and take. But in general, you are playing the role of uh, a space marine. And in playing in that space marine, there are competing interests in the universe. And that universe includes kind of the the arch evil uh, sort of dictator um, that you once want, the once savior has become dictator, um, and uh, you know there are uh, forces that you are basically the rebel within that context. Um, but at the same time, we also have a possible uh, relationship with this other race called the Protoss. Right. Now the Protoss were basically or, or space elves or space elves in essence yeah yeah the, the protoss um in essence um you know were enemies and then we had to join together to fight the zerg which are this again ravenous rapacious mindless kind of borg like <laughs> uh right. creature like they're, um, they're like race. aliens in, in the movie Aliens. Right. They're aliens with intelligence. But yes. there are lots of different kinds of aliens. And that's actually the fun part about having the Zerg around. So, uh, but the Zerg basically go and uh, overtake um, you know, all sorts of worlds just by sheer masses. And so you know, the, the Protoss and the humans have to, at some point, um, have to cooperate. And so this is a game that actually explains how that comes about and why that comes about. So there's, there's some choices here to be made while in, the, uh, in that storyline. And uh, again, the production value is, is very, very compelling. What's great, though, is that it's really com- a compendium of um, uh, you know, uh, pop culture references. Oh, yes. We're, we're, we're talking everything from uh, Star Trek to Battlestar Galactica to um, aliens, uh, aliens to Star Wars, Star Wars to uh, you know cowboy flicks. I mean, yep. you know, there there are comparisons to Jedi Knights. Um, there are strange, you know, there's like this whole stealth thing that you can do with Space Marines when you start talking about you know basically these ghosts. Um, I mean, there are folks out there playing just stealth, basically creating armies of stealth. Fighters, because that's part of the game. Part of the game, you know, shows that these the upper echelon of fighters that are available to space marines are these amazing kind of like green beret-ish um, ghost-like uh, uh, marines. What you know? What I liked about you know how they they packaged all these elements of the story in the game is that yeah, okay, we've we've seen this story a gazillion times. Uh, J.R.R.L. Tolkien wrote it, you know. You have the the short-lived uh, impetuous humans uh, who you know align with the elves slash Protoss to defeat the orc slash Zerg. Um, it's it's not quite an Arthurian theme, but it's it's a Tolkien theme, I guess, if if people use that in literary circles. Right. Um, and and to touch on what you just said about pop culture, I mean, it's like they didn't even they decided not to even bother. Um, making up their own cute little things. They just borrowed little bits and pieces uh, from from our universe of nerddom. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure the space spider girlfriend chick was the same voice actress as the woman who was the the Borg queen in Star Trek First Contact. It's uh, like that, though. But see, that's the thing. It's so compelling. You know these things, right? But it's been spun into something completely compelling. And, and you know, you got to love – I'm kind of a softy, okay? So there's a little bit of a love story thing going on here, too, you right. know, between James Rayner and this spider queen Spider thing. girlfriend. Yeah, and and so you know it, it it hits all the you know all the right notes in terms of getting you know not just uh, geek boys here, but also frankly you know get uh, older generation get women involved in this, kids, everyone can understand this story, and that's actually one of the brilliant things is that it actually touches on all these these references. And you can actually frame the story in whatever way you want. It can be a, a run them and shoot them, you know, run them and gun them. It can be a love story. It could be, you know, this alien thing. It can be uh, a story of co- cooperation, depending on how you frame it and what you kind of respond to. And they've done a good job of having that actually work. And it, and again, it's almost impossible to play the game without listening to these cutscenes because they give you clues as to how to play within these cutscenes. Um, and what to go after, and what the objectives are. And that's really good. It's very, very helpful. We love this game. Yeah, this it's game awesome. Do, this game does not suck. No, not at all. Okay, so so then um, let's get into the, 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 um, the different races, because I think that that is a critical part of this. And the, the different races, you know, play like, like chess or like, um, you know, some other games that, that are out there. Chess is a, is a great example um, you, you have a series of moves that you have to make in chess, uh, and your opening move is critical. Well, interestingly enough, each one of these characters, each one of these races, you know, have different characteristics that, that make your first move really quite different. And so, um, you know, when you're playing a space marine, you know, you, there are specific things that you want to be doing in order to advance what you're up to. So, you know, creating SV, um, SCVs, which are basically the, um, the, uh, the, the mining and resource collection uh, elements are really, really critical. And having and balancing basically, you know, your resources, the economy that you have, uh, that you generate, basically minerals and gas, you know, um, basically energy. Um, you, you have to balance those things so you can create the kinds of, um, of uh, units that, that are appropriate for your strategy. Well, interestingly enough, the Protoss is slightly different kind of makeup. The Protoss, on a per kind of unit basis, are very, very powerful, but they're much slower in terms of producing these these kinds of elements. And so you have to be much smarter about how you produce your your individual units within the Protoss. On the other hand, if you're playing the Zerg, my God, <laughs> yeah, you, you you just produce thousands of units. The the key is is you know some of them aren't very strong; they can be wiped out, and so you have to have the right mix of those things to to be able to do well in the game. And you have to also, in terms of strategy, be, make sure that you're, you're protecting your territory because you have to almost nest these things. These things take, out, take some time to basically, um, you know... Um, grow. Cu- yeah, grow or cure, you know, which is kind of an interesting uh, dynamic. So uh, each one of the races has a different kind of economy that it, it creates. You know, one is based on energy and this energy field where you can actually put your uh, various kinds of generating units and 
those generating units give you energy. Um, that's the Protoss. Um, in terms of humans, basically, you're gathering, uh, you know, resources and spending those resources on your units, and that's a yeah. different kind of thing. Yeah. And then with the the Zerg, you're just trying to cover this your territory with goo, so it's a nested or seeded sort of environment, so that you can actually grow your units. Yeah. The the construction element and design of your base and your your layout is totally different in all three races. Yeah. And you know. The, the, the Terrans are the easiest to play because you can relate to it quickly. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, we don't have force fields that regenerate. We don't have um, Zerglings that can morph into buildings. Right. We we have factories in our lives, and we can, we can identify with the concept of, you know, if I build more factories, I can build more things faster, blah, blah, blah. If I have more miners, I can mine more. But with the Zerg and the Protoss, you have to shift your frame of reference Yep. Uh, and learn how to play them. And, uh, and, and they're, they're distinct, right? I mean, yeah. these are radically different ways of trying, and they're completely valid, and they're completely powerful in their own way. And that's the coolest thing about this game. It, it, you know, you can play any three of these and become a master player, you know, but you have to shift your mindset, and you can't play each one the same way. This is why I was saying this is like chess, but you have you know, your first move make a huge difference, but they have to be sort of in concert with kind of the, the, the framework that each of these races actually have to play in. So this is a good thing. You know, yeah, this is very exciting. Yeah, you got to pick whether or not you're doing the Dutch Gambit or the Sicilian or the traditional openings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But then, you know, the thing is, is then then you have to ask the question, well, is there one that's better or more compelling to play than the other? I will tell I you. Have, I have to tell, say no. I agree with you when you're on your own. But when you get into the multiplayer, most people pick the Protoss. Huh. You'll that's interesting. To, you guys will have to check this out, but... Um, Primarily because you can you can build stuff really fast, uh, yeah, and then you you sacrifice some things. But um, most most people are playing the Protoss. After that, most people are playing the Zerg, and then most newbies like me are playing the Terrans. Just because I haven't had the time to get into, I, I still haven't figured out how to build the Zerg layout yet correctly. I, I keep on forgetting how to do it, and I don't know how to balance my resource development. But the the reason I bring that up is not to just you know not just self-effacing talk about how much I suck is uh, <laughs> the, there are a lot of things out there to learn and if you are a nerd who likes strategy games that's the fun part yeah yeah well and, and and that's where it really comes down to is is this a compelling game can you play it over and over does it involve you know complementary experiences. Single player to multiplayer, and, and this thing lights up the board. I mean, let's go even, through. Let's yeah, go well, through. okay, yeah, but one one second. I, okay. I have to talk about the AI. Okay. Because what's fascinating is is that I've actually spent quite a bit of time playing against the computer, um, and wow, their AI is really good. Yeah. And and not only that, but it you can actually go through your AI games. And you can actually look at what the order was that the AI chose to, to produce their units, and you can actually start to learn from how the AI has optimized its game. And depending yeah. on the skill level that you do, the computer has different speeds that it develops, and it creates different kinds of characters. And it learns from what you've done, basically, 
because it goes out and scouts and figure uh -huh. out you know the units that you have right and and then it produces a certain kind of mix then you know tries to beat you so the the key in in terms of understanding how the ai works isn't necessarily the game itself but it's actually deconstructing the game after after the fact kind of like what you mentioned one of the biggest learning tools in playing this game isn't actually just playing the game it's deconstructing what happened and learning from what happened now now that is a, a radically radical shift, right? Most games, you you're done with the game, and okay, let's play again. No, this is a game that actually is compelling in the fact that it actually um, is a teaching module to to be able to learn how to play the game again better. And you actually want to look at you know what happened in the game so you can do it better. That that is a shift for me. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever done that with a game before. And it's automatically recording Pawn to King Four. You don't have to. You yeah. don't, you don't have to hit save or replay. You can you can you can you can just turn around right after your multiplayer game and replay it right there. Right. Yeah, it's like it's like someone recording a game of bridge or someone game report recording your game of chess. It's like, "Wow. Okay, so that was a really dumb move. I should have done this or should have done that." And you actually learn the game really fast that way. Yeah. And and again, this this lends credibility to this thing having legs. I think this is a game that's going to be going for a long, long, long time. And this is kind of in that in terms of real stra time strategy games. This is absolutely the best game I've ever played. Yeah. Um, bar bar none. Um, now you know it's a different characteristic and it's a different kind of game than Battlefield um, you know, 2142. But it, you know if we go when we go through our summary, you'll see it actually hits all the criteria, even though it's a different kind of game. Every single so, one. Every yeah. single one. Yeah. So let's go through it. Let's figure it out. Okay. Um, oh, got an email. Um, single player complimentary to multiplayer. Yes. Absolutely. Oh my god. Huge. Yes. Huge. Um, it's it's like and they have built-in training for you. There's there's there are like nine different training modules that you can play. Uh, over and over and over again, and it, it gives you awards based on how you do that teaches you everything. Yep. Um, it's awesome. Yep. Uh, it's excellent online gaming experience. Yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. And and from the cutscenes to you know all all the pieces, the design of this game is supreme and sublime. Um, there are, uh, I mean, I, just the intensity that the balancing. Of the, just the races alone, the, that intensity is really amazing. And the fact that you know there wasn't a huge, huge beta, there was enough of a beta to, to make some differences, I think. But the fact that I think they got most of things right, yeah. and the fact that this is a sequel, and that sequel, um, they didn't screw up. Right. <laughs> you know, um, you know, I've been really disappointed in some sequels lately, and uh, they've actually taken the best parts of StarCraft One, and like pump it up on steroids. I mean, this is this is StarCraft One on steroids. Oh yeah. Um, and that's just amazing to me. And so the game line, online uh, gaming experience, um, whether you're actually just doing single player or you're doing multiplayer, is is brilliant. So I agree with that. Replayability. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, the fact that I've you know I'm actually going into my fourth replay of the single player is insane. Yeah. This but, this game has it's going to have serious legs. Yeah. It will it will be it will it will be a staple for several years for the gaming yep. community. Yep, I, I, I agree with that. Because you you won't get bored. There right. there are so many new things to explore. Um, 
Yeah, it's in many ways it is just like chess. You know, you can play chess over and over and over and over and over, and you'll never play the same game. Exactly. Uh, uh, twice. Exactly. Exactly. User friendly. Absolutely. Now, yeah. put, let's put this in context. You want to finish a game, okay? So when you start a game, you want to finish a game. And so you have to be somewhat responsible with that, especially if you're playing multiplayer. Um, if you're doing the single single player, you can. what's great is that you can go backwards into the storyline and you can replay sections, which is right. really fun. Um, and, but you can also just spend time kind of in the tutorial section playing these challenges. And I've done that when I have, uh, you know, not too too long to be able to play. I have an hour to kill or something like that, or I'm waiting for something. And, um, and all of a sudden, yeah, okay, I'm going to do a challenge. And those challenges are actually pretty compelling because you can have them at whatever skill level is necessary. And, um, you know, one of them, for instance, is uh, basically, you know, you know uh, a challenge based on you have a certain number of units and you're going about, you know, going against a certain type of, say, Zerg and you're a space marine. And you deploy them correctly. Yeah. Right. That's amazing. Right. Because yeah. what it's doing is it's teaching you how to basically put those units together and then see what the result is. And so you can do three or four challenges in, in an hour or so and say, oh, well, that makes sense. If if I get this kind of collection of Zerg, um, this is kind of what I need to play against it. And um, even though that's not playing a real, you know, a, a full game, what it's doing is it's, it's adding to your base knowledge so that when you go and play a single player or a multiplayer, then you actually know how to deploy your units. Again, that's genius. <laughs> yeah. You know, they didn't have to do that. No. Either. It's genius. It's genius. Uh, what it, it creates it, basically a compelling way to advance basically what you're doing, even when you're not playing the game. And it's got to build loyalty to, to this game. Yeah. Uh, across, and it, it, you know, they would have had the nerds, the uber nerds. And I like to think of myself as a nerd, but I really pale in comparison to some people out there. Yeah. But this is going to broaden their market, too. Um, old dudes and and people who are casual gamers can get into this. Yeah. And I think I think it will be a big gateway to the the I don't want to say hardcore gaming because that's not really good accurate term because there are there are hardcore gamers who get up at two in the morning to to harvest their crops on their Facebook farm. Uh, you know that's hardcore, uh, but yeah, you know serious gamers who play. Games on the PC. Let's say that. Yeah, not me, but but <laughs> I'm, I, but I'm 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 willing to you know stay up late to play a game and um and this is one of them. You know, again, if it's compelling, I'll do it. And uh, I love this game. I, I think it's fabulous. Um, you know, there's there's uh, another aspect to this which is really important, and that is is that um, uh, you know again that bang for the buck. Um, you know, I I think I've put sixty some hours into this thing. And yeah. that, you know, in terms of relative buck an value, hour. Buck an it's hour a buck so an hour. It'll just go yeah. down. Yeah. I mean, what a huge entertainment. And I can see myself playing this for months, yeah. um, if not longer. I mean, I, this, is, this is one of those games I'm going to keep coming back to. And this is the, another part of the, the, the geezer criteria is, you know, if it can be played over and over, you know, is that compelling? Do you have different kinds of things? Do you grow as a player? And I have to say that this is one of the games I, I, I know, very much like Battlefield uh, 2142 and other parts of the Battlefield uh, franchise. I can keep going back, and I can step into the game, and I can, even if I haven't played for a month, and I can go, wow, this thing kicks ass. 
yeah. you know, and I can leave it. And, uh, and I need that as a, as a geezer. I, I, I need to be able to have that kind of, um, release, you know, kind of going into, into a game. But the, you know, the, the, the other part of this, which is really cool and which I love about this game is that it exceeded my expectations. I yeah. Mean, that's, that's hard to do with us. That, yeah. With me. Yeah. That is, I mean, I am, there's, I'm Mr. Krusty for a reason. Okay. I'm a pretty cynical guy. And, 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 uh, at a certain point, you're like, "Fuck you! I'm not, you know, you're you're bullshitting me." You know, this is a game, but no, this is a game that that seriously exceeds my expectations. You know, it's like, you know, I, I, I'm a Star Wars fan, okay, and every time I came out of a Star Wars movie, I was like, "God, you know, I love Star Wars, but wow, that that wasn't as great as I yeah. really wanted it to be." Yeah, yeah, you know, and but you know, but this is like, but this is, and I still love Star Wars. This is a game that I came out of the movie, so to speak, right, and said, "Holy fuck me, I want to see it again." <laughs> you yeah. know, it's it's a great game. So that's kind of where I am with it. <laughs> this game does not, not suck. suck at all. All right. So Wait, where, um, where, where, where is this going to land on our uh, top ten list? Oh God, I think this is absolutely number two. Yeah, I think so. So. Okay, so um, so what's, um, what's next? Let's talk about some. Uh, let's do some um, uh, tasks here. Uh, this was published by Blizzard, and I think they're the, also the developer. I don't think yes. if they if they had some subcontractors in there, they didn't get credit. Released in July of this year. Yep. Um, I there are there are so many sites out there for you guys to to learn about this game. Here here's one. It's www. Starcraft 2, that's the num- Roman number 2, not, or, or, excuse me, the Arabic number 2, not the Roman number 2, strategymasters.com. There's lots of little vi- vignettes and videos there, but you can just Google, like, how to do X, and you'll find it out there. Uh, yeah. And inside the game has a great FAQ. Yep. Um, you know, we, we normally don't talk about, you know, strategy and tactics on this, but if, if, if you're going to go pick up this game, when you get into the multiplayer, the one thing I just realized like a week ago is learn the hotkeys. Uh, there's this whole system of shortcuts with buttons on your keyboard that will make your life so much easier. And I'll yep. get out of that. Um, the cheapest I found this um, was for $49.99 on Amazon. Okay. It's it's still sixty bucks at Best Buy. So if you're gonna if you're gonna pick it off the shelf, you're still gonna pay sixty bucks. You can get it for fifty online, and it'll, it will probably slowly go down. So buy this game. Um, mail. It's been so long since we've cut an episode because we've been playing StarCraft and and doing other things that uh, I'm not. I don't think we've had any mail. No, no. Yeah. And 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 in apology to our fans. All sorry four about of that. you. But yeah, but you know this is this is what it means to be a geezer also, which is basically you know you get sucked into a game. We want to give you a good review, and we wanted to make sure that you know we weren't missing anything. And and frankly, we haven't hit the bottom of this game yet. Yeah. Um. You know, and I've been playing this a lot, so uh, that's the exciting part. So, but um, let's just uh, remember this is a companion podcast to um, www. Uh, gamingforgeezers.com um, and um, we will have actually more podcasts being cut here um, we do have uh, some exciting 
uh, new titles that we want to go into. Um, Let's talk about that. Yeah. Well, Fallout uh, Las Vegas is coming out, and that I, is super exciting. That is one of the games that I will be there first day type game. Yeah. And, you know, talking about sequels, you know, StarCraft did a fabulous job with this. And the Fallout series has done a great job with its sequels. It's it's advanced the game pretty consistently across the board. So this will be the first of the Fallout series that we'll be um, reviewing. And uh, I got to say, I'm pretty excited about that. I think maybe um, I'll, I'll be able to squeeze that in between my StarCraft playing. There you go. Um, you know, and so, uh, you know, but I think that's actually kind of where we are, too, which is like, wow, we have we have a pretty amazing game here. Uh, what's going to unseat it and what's going to take my attention away from it? And um, and that's that's something that uh, we really, you know, uh, we want to be able to convey, um, you know, there are some games out there that are just absolute keepers, and this is one of them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, are we going to look at uh, what what we we've talked about Medal of Honor, and we, what we're probably not even going to buy that, are we? I don't think so. You know, this is the thing. This is the interesting thing is that uh, the uh, they took down the beta, um, <clears throat> you know, <laughs> and um, and the reason was predominantly was that because the all the Martin Warfare cracks and. And aimbots worked seamlessly. <laughs> Same engine. Same you know, engine. basically, what we're you know, it was just a different skin on on an existing engine. And wow, that's saying something. When when a beta can be cracked that fast, yeah. um, loser. So you and know, for hurt, me, that, that 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 says enough. That hurts for us to say that because we are such big Battlefield fanboys. Yeah. Uh, that it it hurts for us to say this, but you know, we got to be honest. Um, if the gameplay sucks, the gameplay sucks, no matter who does it. Exactly. And, and the other part with, with Medal of Honor was that, you know, they were really pushing this, um, this new leveling system and the ability to have different kinds of weapons and that kind of thing. And for some reason, something was lost in that translation. The beta was not really that compelling compared to some of the other things that, that are out there. And, you know, frankly, if you want to play that game, there's Modern Warfare. Yeah. Um, you know, if you like that kind of game... That's fine. That kind of the sucky team, game. Yeah, but you know, again, lack of teamwork, uh, kind of the maps were too small. There's a whole bunch of stuff that was wrong with it, even though there were beautiful maps. Um, again, I, I, you know, this isn't a review of that game, but I, I, I really want to focus on on games that uh, make sense. Now, to kind of reverse my position on some things, Black Ops is coming out. Right. Interestingly enough, this is a different, um, you know, different publisher. Um, slightly different kind of gameplay. I think the objectives are going to be different. I think the team play will be different. Um, I'm pretty excited about the visuals I've seen so far. So that might be something that we might edge towards. So uh, we'll probably we have to that let that, that perk percolate for a little bit before yeah. we, we decide to buy that because we've been burned by those guys before. Yeah, actually twice yeah. now. Yeah, and and you know maybe maybe it will show up, maybe it won't. But just let you guys know out there that uh, we're looking, we're scanning, we're trying to find something that works. Um, you know, we don't like reviewing games that we know are going to be a sucky. Well, first you know, of all, we're not going to buy them. Exactly. We're going to follow our own rules, and uh, if if we if we get good intel ahead of time that the game sucks, we're not going to buy it. Uh, exactly. We don't, we don't want you guys to do either. So, so next episode probably the new Fallout. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and until we get something else on our plate, we probably exactly. won't review da- Dragon Age because it's been out for so long and. You don't have it, and right. I, I haven't gotten gotten to get into it. Um, so, 
you can email us too at gamingforgeezers at gmail.com. Right. Um, website, we've already done that. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on iTunes, which is where most of you probably find us. Uh, drop us a note. Let us know how we're doing. I bought a new microphone, so please let me know if the mouth breathing has gone away. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll listen to it afterwards, and we'll I guess we'll find out. Yep. And uh, um, if you have any suggestions for some games that uh, we have not discussed being on our radar that are coming out, you know, drop us a line. Let us know why. Um, and absolutely, if you guys hate uh, StarCraft, tell us why. We'll 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 challenge it. How about that? Yeah, we'll we'll, lay, we'll throw down the gauntlet. <laughs> yeah, drop the notes on iTunes or on um, on our website. We we post everything. Um, we don't we don't edit anything. Yeah, uh, so next, we're not afraid. So yeah. next episode, <laughs> what we might do uh, to our listeners, it might be quicker to just have you guys over to the house because uh, there's only like five of you. And, you know, <laughs> so everybody bring a six pack, and we'll just talk about the games. And you know, I'll, I'll throw some throw some meat on the barbecue, and uh, Mr. Cresty and I will serve up some burgers. Yeah. Well, maybe not that far. Yeah, I've got a wheelchair ramp, so <laughs> all the geezers can come. We're, well, we're the, ADA the, here. The re reality is, is that you know this is a this is a media experience, and we haven't been putting out. So, um, you know, we're gonna be uh, we'll be out here more often. We'll so. probably get fired. Oh wait, this is volunteer. We don't get Oops. paid for this. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. Can't do that. Anyway. Uh, this is uh, Mr. Krusty signing off. Uh, this is, play this uh, game. Buy it. This is Nelson. Buy StarCraft 2. It does not suck. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next time, guys. <laughs>